Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome everyone. February is here. A little bit of warmth in the weather. The snow's melted a little bit. It still gets cold in the morning. We still get snow occasionally. But, you know, it's just a little bit of more promise that spring will be here soon, which is great because I have spring fever, even though we are months away from gardening or doing any sort of buying plants and putting them in the garden but it's been up and down with the weather which is good because that means the snow is melting Um, we don't have a ton they say that we only have 78 inches of snow we normally have 110 by this time of year and 140 overall i have been spending every spare moment i have watching the olympics or having it as the background to whatever I'm doing. So I've been doing a lot of crocheting and just watching the games and maybe doing a little scrolling on social. But I love it. It's been great. I cried when Sean White did his interview. I'm cheering for the people who are winning. I love a good underdog story. Who doesn't? I'm just a sports fanatic and I love the Olympics. You know, it's a little different. The opening ceremony was a little different. I'm not sure I really liked it, but that's okay. You don't like all of them. And I'm hoping that the closing ceremonies are maybe more to what I'm used to. But the big thing about all of this is, you know, it, it does get me inspired to do something and get off my chair. And I'm trying to incorporate a little bit more movement and exercise. I'm feeling a little bit better. January, you know, wasn't great on how I felt overall with my health. And it's just cold and gray. And January is always that way. But I started exercising in January. So today is the first day after a couple of weeks of feeling not my 100% healthy I'm going to go out and do a little bit of rowing and just moving around a little bit and just keep incorporating these small, subtle changes. And hopefully these small, subtle changes will add up to big changes and I'll keep feeling better and better. I want to be able to ride on an airplane comfortably. So taking off a few pounds, um, before April, I think will be helpful. It's a good motivation because in April, I'm planning on a week-long vacation. We're going to fly down to see the grandkids for a long weekend. And then when we fly back, we're going to pick up our car and then maybe go somewhere. We haven't quite figured out where, but, you know, lots of places, lots of places that we could drive to. I think we're going to lean toward Gettysburg if we can get accommodation and if the weather 
looks like it's not going to be horrible. So that's my goal is like, I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to comfortably fly on the airplane and stand in the lines because you know what? It's just not comfortable standing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's not been good. But anyway, I have enjoyed this spring with like vibe in my brain, shaking off the winter. I look outside in our bird feeder. We keep it up until the summer gets here and then we take it down. But it's been warm enough. The squirrels have woken up out of their little sleep and they're starting to snack on bird seed and the suet, which is, they're funny. They're hilarious. It's a little bit of territory wars between them and the doves and the blue jays. And yeah, there's sometimes it's loud back there, but we have red poles and I think they are from Northern Canada, maybe even up toward the Arctic circle. They're here for the winter and the dark eyed juncos are out there. Um, they're, they're small birds and the other thing that found the bird feeder recently are the starlings and or they may be a grackle but they're they're kind of funny birds because they're loud and kind of clumsy and silly birds i've just been having fun watching them um just really working on um projects because i'm looking around the house and it's like you know, it's that time of year when i would like to just throw everything out and start over but i have to just weed through what I have and edit down everything that's out and get ready for spring changeover here in a few weeks with my decorations and that'll bring a nice fresh new feel to the house. But in the meantime, what have I decided to do? Well, I had loaded Kinship 2 on a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and I finished long arming it with my all over swirl pattern. And then I looked at the calendar and I realized that one of my coworkers is having a baby and the shower is in one month. So I loaded the finished top that I picked out of my stack of quilt tops that needed to be quilted. And I picked one and I decided to give her the single Irish chain that I worked on last year. And the baby is a little girl and it, it's not real baby. It's just a nice primary colors with that dragonfly fabric. And I have lots of that fabric. So I'm going to feature that in another quilt in the future. And so that will be great. I'm going to do an all over swirl on that and just keep working through the quilts in my stack. So I have one quilt off the frame, one pressed and ready to go on. I'm pretty excited about working through the stack. I've also been crocheting on my Olympic watching time, the cardigan sweater, and it's all granny squares. And I think I just love, love, love crocheting granny squares. It's like a instant gratification project. And it's a pick up and put down that's real easy. So I found out this week, I'm on crochet, so we're going to go with that and the Olympics, that the bouquets they were handing out to Olympians, they're not fresh flowers. And I kept looking at them going, I wonder what that is. And on TikTok, I saw that somebody put that they're wool. And some people said they were woven. Some people said they were knit. No, they're crocheted. 
I'm like, yes. Once I saw a close-up, I was like, oh, yes, they are crocheted. And for one day on Michael's stories, there's a free pattern for a crocheted inspired by the Olympics. They're, it's not exact, but it's similar. And the Olympics yarn is cashmere. That's why it's so beautiful. But I'm going to make it. I'm going to start it this weekend and work on it probably over the next few weeks or months or whatever it takes. I've always wanted to do crocheted flowers and I'm like maxing out myself on crocheted and yarn scarves and fingerless gloves and hats and all that stuff. But I was inspired by um, Attic 24. Let me look up her website. Yep, it's Attic 24, top, and it's 2-4. So Attic as in the attic in your house, 24.typepad.com. She has a beautiful website dedicated to crocheting and all of her projects. And she does crocheted wreaths from season to season. They're very, very, very intricate and have all kinds of flowers and leaves and they really they look so beautiful and I thought you know that would be something really fun to do and she's got a book that she's listing that I have thought about buying it's a hundred flowers to knit and crochet. Now some of them are knit, but most of what she does is crochet. And it ha it's by Leslie Stanfield. And it's all the big flowers, colors, leaves, vines. And I thought this would be beautiful. It won't be like a full wreath because that's the thing I've seen a lot of people crochet wreaths that's just covered with crocheted flowers. I'm like, that would be like a lifetime achievement award for me because I'm very slow at it. But I thought, you know, a bouquet would be pretty. I'm not going to do um, red, white, and blue seem to be the big f colors of the the bouquet that the, Olympic, the Olympians are getting. But I want to use white flowers and I want to try to do some purples and pinks. And I think it would be very, very pretty. Just have to see what I have for greens. I might have to go through a deep dive through my yarn stash and see what I have for greens. I might have to go buy some green yarn. Oh, that would be such a shame, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd have to buy some yarn so I can use my stash. I do that with quilting all the time, too. It's like, oh, I have three out of the four colors that I need. I need a background or I need this one color. And so you're never 100% using your stash on projects. Sorry, I, I don't. If you do, I take my hat off to you because my stash isn't that deep. And there's always just one thing that you want to do. So I'm pretty excited. I actually found something. It's going to be an impulse start, but I'm, I'm getting down to the bottom of the crocheted grannies and I'm going to start putting that together and I want to be my hands are a little tender right now probably from crocheting too much and I'm gonna put the granny squares up because it's a big chunky yarn and go with a smaller yarn and I think it won't be so stressful on my hands so that's about it I haven't needle felted I'm pretty 
been pretty much watching TV with the Olympics and the um, crocheted grannies. But today, Saturday, I have more time and I watched some of the preliminary rounds of skeleton it is where they are going down that sled face first <laughs> too too scary for me but I worked on my triple Irish chain so what I have found is that you need 13 of these massive blocks the blocks are made of nine nine patches so the nine patches are two and a half inch squares and the there's four in the middle of the outside nine patches that all have to have a certain pattern so that you can get that X illusion movement of the triple Irish chain. So there are nine nine patches in one block and you need 13 of these blocks. So it's going to be fun and I have one block with all the nine patches so that means I have... And 10. I have 10 blocks made. So plus, so I'm starting the next one. But I'm not going to sew all of the nine patches together to make one block because if I add more fabric, I want to distribute it a little bit more. I'm using as much of the stash as I can. And I found enough of a background cream and I'm using the deep saturated dark reds and brick colors. Dark forest green colors, gold, and some patterns that have all of those in it. And so it's going to be a really fun stash buster to just use. And I practiced pulling fabric and I've practiced doing um, scraps and looking at it and I'm editing and adding. I really like how this process is going. It doesn't feel as painful as some of the other scrap projects. I feel like you're just, you get burned out on decision making where this is all little squares. So I'm randomly picking little squares out of the bin, sewing them in a big long chain pieced string of just two squares sewn together. And then I took the pairs and I made them into a nine patch. You have to do a stack of three of the pairs and then you turn one of them on sideways and add a third single square to it and then sew it to your stack of three pairs that are sewn together vertically. Oh boy, that sounds more complicated than it is. But I made a Reels that's um, going up on Instagram this afternoon or a TikTok. Um, v Holloway 12345 on TikTok. And Instagram, if you want to look at the Reel, which is a quick one-minute video on how I did it. Um, it's v Vicky L. Holloway Quilting. And you'll find it. If you, I think if you just go to the website um, you'll see an Instagram feed on the sidebar and I added a new tab this morning to make it a little easier for people to find all my social media on a tab at the top of the page it's labeled social media because I changed my YouTube name um, to my creative corner three and I'm, I just wanted to have the, all that in one little page where it's easy to see the link and click on it so if you're interested in seeing how and the colors, how I'm doing it, what the colors are, you can go check it out on those two 
platforms, and I think I'll probably add it to Facebook too. And at some point, I'll add it to the group. I don't want to like burn everybody out in the group on all my stuffs. So overall, the quilting, that's kind of all I've done so far in the last two weeks. But my goal this weekend is to do the next Dear Jane, and I'll put that up on um, socials too. The next block is um, doesn't look too hard. I've got my pattern downloaded from Hobby Stash with their wonderful tutorials, and I'm going to get that done. I know, I think I said that the last time two weeks ago, and I just... I need to get over my mental block about how hard the Dear Jane quilt is because it is hard. Don't get me wrong. But if you break it down and do it in small 15 minute little increments, it really can be done. You just, it's just like the habit thing I want to do, right? Small little incremental changes, small incremental investments of time, and it all adds up. Just like I'm trying to do that with my exercise. And that's what I'm doing with my quilting. So I've been doing a lot of crocheting. I've been doing a lot of quilting. And quite honestly, that is about all of the making and crafting I've done. Except one thing. And so that's the um, Valentine's part. I decided that I had several hexagon flowers sewn together. Like grandmother's flower garden. And I made three valentines that I appliqued the flower onto a quilt block that's about seven inches with a quilt backing, a square. And then I had about eight inches of batting. And then I stitched it so it's a quilt as you go. But it's only about seven inches with your done when you're done I centered it the best I could cut it down then I made a little six and a half inch square back and then I cut a six and a half inch square that I French seamed for the pocket so then you layer the pocket on and you layer the backing on and it's kind of like making a mug rug only when I stitched it and flipped it then the pockets on the back. And that's where I put all the Valentine goodies. Then I top stitched it to catch the opening um, and close it. And they were cute. Pink little Valentines. The grandkids loved them. I put Valentine stickers and um, metallic gel pens and a stretchy bracelet. I was afraid to put candy in there because you never know with the mail. <laughs> So they got three little Valentines. Um, and now I'm I'm thinking about needle felting too. There is an account that's out there. I saw it on TikTok, but I think you can see it also on Instagram. Let me find the name for you. So what's so cool about this um, needle felt artist, it's Andrea.animates on TikTok is that she makes needle felted miniatures. They're super tiny. I have seen her in the past year and she does stop motion animation. So she uses her little miniatures like a kitchen and it's stop motion and, and it looks like she's frying an egg uh, out of her needle felted stuff. She's cutting a little loaf of bread. Um, this one here is um, a little tiny pool table so she's racking the ball 
balls in the triangle and she's using a miniature pool cue and it looks like she's playing pool. It's just super, super cute. And I thought, you know, I need to get over my fear. I still haven't cut that balsa wood with my Cricut Maker and I'm going to do it. But yeah, Andrea Animates is super cute. And it's inspiring me to keep doing things. Um, she is Andrea Love on Instagram. At Andrea Animates is the same lady. And you can see all of these super cute little miniatures. She does them as reels. And they are adorable. So it's been pretty, pretty um, inspiring to be watching the Olympics. And it's getting me motivated to work on some things that I've really been thinking about quite a bit. <laughs> and so I took a chance and I sent out a newsletter. I have not sent out a newsletter for my Creative Corner 3 since December of 2020. Just wishing everyone a happy new year. Yeah, that it's been two years. <laughs> well, uh, 2020, 2021. So what, a year and two months. So I thought I'm going to send it out, let people know I'm still creating um, videos for YouTube and Instagram and my weekly blog, Saturday Morning Coffee, and I'm still doing this podcast. I'm just, <laughs> I just thought it would be interesting. So of course, why did I stop doing newsletters? Well, there are a lot of work. It's like show notes. They are a lot of work if you really want to spend a lot of time um, making detailed newsletter and show notes. But this was just a, hey, I'm still around. Here's a button to hit my website if you want to come hang out with, with me on whatever platform works for you. And then as soon as you send out the 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 email or you put pressure go for the the newsletter then I start thinking about oh my gosh what are people going to think about this is it going to be annoying is it going to be what and of course immediately several people again they unsubscribe to the newsletter and then I'm like ah see this is where you start going oh, I don't want to bombard people and and just plug their email. How many newsletters do you get every day? I get a lot and I've had to go through and delete, unsubscribe, and then some of them won't let you unsubscribe. So I've had to block them as spam. I was pretty upset, but you know, it's, it's okay. I've only had so far four people unsubscribe and that's cool. Because maybe you'll still come and listen to the podcast. If you are unsubscribed, that's cool. I'm not going to bombard people with the newsletter. But I thought I'm going to do one a few times a year. Just so people who ask me questions on where to find things. Or if I wind up doing a event in the future. You know, like a class or um, teach a class, a workshop, do a lecture, trunk show. That, you know, if they want more information that they can find it. Um, so that's why I sent it out. And just so you know, that's why. The trunk show workshop that I was going to do in April all fell apart over this last week. And that's okay too. 
Um, it just didn't work out. And this may, obviously it's not the time. So now I have all this extra time to um, devote instead of developing <clears throat> an updated slideshow and the pictures and doing all of that work. Then I'm going to invest it in working on getting my projects done. And, and I'm very excited about moving forward on some of these things. The other thing I have been testing is a identipen. I did some doodling on batik fabric and then I took that square and I applied on a journal cover for my Silk and Sandra journal. And it's been coming up on a year that I have been using, no, it's probably nine months, that have been using that identipen. Now, when I read the pen, I'm looking at it right now, it's in a permanent indelible marker. It has, um, I've used this for writing on multiple surfaces, you know, like my pumpkins, it's got a fat end and a skinny end. You know, Sakura is the company that makes it. And I'm going to write on my quilts with this. I'm not going to, I've got labels. I've paid to have some labels made. I put a few on. I've had um, my friend before she passed was my binding angel and she would put some labels on for me. Um, you know, I'm just going to try it. What's the worst thing can happen? I'm going to write it on the binding and um, put made by Vicki Holloway. I've got so many quilts here that I, they're not labeled that I'm the maker and I don't know. I feel like I should do it. And I'm going to use the identipen. I'll let you know how it goes. I've tried Micron pens before. And they washed out. They were fine. And that's a, supposed to be an archival quality pigment. But the identipen is made to be a fabric marker. It's supposed to be, I think, for marking clothes like in laundries and stuff. Um... So I'm going to try it on my quilts. I mean, I know some people are looking at using an embroidery service to embroider right in the quilt. But the identipen, I think, is going to serve my purpose. They're inexpensive, and I think they would work. They come in lots of colors, but I always buy the black and because I like to do... Zentangle stuff with it. So let me, uh, I wanted to look and see if it's archived. It says nothing in the description about it being archival, but this is what I like. It's low odor and it meets non-toxicity requirements. It's water waterproof. It writes on leather, metal, wood, glass, CDs, plastic, and photographs. So I'm thinking it should be archival, right? If it goes on photographs, but it doesn't say that in this description. The other part is that it is made to go on fabric and I've read a lot of reviews and people say they use them for silk scarves and they do all kinds of stuff. Um, it They seem to not wash out on fabrics. So I buy them from Amazon and I'm going to tell you they're really not that expensive. Um, couple dollars and you have it shipped to your house seven dollars for one pen on this particular Amazon site so it's worth it 
are they last a very long time. So that's what I'm going to do to label my quilts, um, especially as I'm adding new binding. I'm going to have an IdentiPen right there by my chair where I hand bind and do the slip stitch on the back and I'm going to write on them and then as I start going through my quilts I'm going to label them. I'm going to change out quilts for the seasons again. I'm going to check and I'm going to write my name on all of them. I don't think it'll take uh, five years to do it but you know it's taken me two weeks to work up the thought of doing something <laughs> so who knows so who knows so that is a wrap on this week's podcast i have to say it's been nice to be just when the spirit moves me to do something i do it i i'm really happy that i got one quilt off the frame and another one's going on i still looking for advice i have a couple of um table toppers here that people um, who do long arming, the lady brought it and it has Inselbright that she wants to use as the batting for putting on a table and then warmer dishes can sit on it and it, you know, it'll be not burn the table underneath or damage the finish. I'm hesitant to put it on because I don't know what Inselbright will do on a long arm. Anyone have experience with that? Let me know. Send me a direct message or an email at the Holloway, H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y, one, two, three, four, five at gmail.com. Let me know what your experience is with it. Um, or you can direct message me on social media because I'm just kind of like, what kind of thread should I use? Um, I normally use... Um, Omni, it's a heavier thread or so fine, which I think will be too thin for this project from Superior. Um, yeah, will it work? Will it be a failure? I don't know, but I'm going to try. I think it will be fine. If I can do t-shirt quilts, I think this will, this will work. Um, so anyway, let me know what your favorite thing is to do while you're watching the Olympics. And what is your favorite event? Ice skating with the male um, ice skating team, that's a whole, it's just beautiful to watch all types of ice skating. So the men have gone first. I think the women start up this week. And of course, the team event is already done. And that's a big controversy. But that's the Olympics. Everybody have a most wonderful week. And take time every day to do something for yourself. Um, I've been watching the birds in addition to the Olympics and crocheting. They're so funny. And I'm planning out looking at different things that I can add to the garden that the wildlife will enjoy. Um, maybe buy some seeds pretty soon. And I'm definitely going to go to the dollar store because I hear they have fairy garden things in already with some of their stackable planters. So I want to get them before they are all sold out. So I'm dreaming of spring, even though we have a ways to go. And I'm hoping that you have time to dream a little bit every day and work on things that make you have a moment of self-care that is just wonderful. I've been doing that over the winter and it's felt fantastic. Quilt on, everyone. <laughs>